Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast. Today's guest is a special one, Dr. Paul, Mr. Dr. Nacho Goodman. Paul Goodman, good friend of ours, good friend of mine for sure. And he's going to talk about what's happened since he went fully out of network, and he's done it basically since the pandemic. He has that special way of speaking, and he puts things in very simple terms, and I think you're going to enjoy it. As always, our show is sponsored by Kettenbach. Kettenbach has Vesalis Fill and Vesalis Flow. They're two new light-cured nano-hybrid composites. They're highly filled over 80% with both fill and flow versions in this new technology. Experience high polishability that you desire in an aesthetic restorative. It also provides high, very high durability and strength, which makes this ideal for both anterior and posterior restorative needs. It comes in a flex shade system, which covers Vita A1 through A4, also has bleach and an opaque shade. So Kettenbach, contact them at 877-532-2123 or research them on the net, kettenbach-dental.us. Talk to Dan, tell him Sonny sent you. And like always, please, if you like it, subscribe, click it, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, please tell me about it. If you got suggestions, something you want to hear, I'm all ears. Thanks, everybody. My name is Drew Burns, and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way, no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, while others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet, our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns and I am a fee-for-service dentist. This is the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast and these are our stories. Welcome to the Fee-for-Service Dentist Podcast. Today we have a great guest and an old friend. I can call him an old friend. We've been friends. Yeah. Dr. Paul Nacho Goodman. (laughs) Excited to be here. How you doing, Paul? Uh, doing well. Uh, it's a interesting time for Philadelphia sports. We seem like we are getting close to winning championships, but not getting there. So it's like feel like we're getting getting into Buffalo Bills territory with some of these these teams. But excited. you know, I'm a Bills fan. Careful. I know that's why I said it. Yes, Careful. they don't give people credit for getting far right. along the way. It's very weird. I mean, it's the LeBron Jordan thing. Jordan six and zero. LeBron, yeah. you know, four and six, he wins another title, five and six. I think getting there 11 times is 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 great, but it's weird. So uh, that was just my way of saying I'm anxious about the Sixers game seven when 
on Sunday night. Yeah, so we're recording this right after last night. The the Celts uh, tied up three three in the series. They they, they wilted. They needed Will Chamberlain. They wilted in the fourth oh, quarter. Oh my of the goodness! Yeah, they they <laughs> just got away from everything and yeah, completely uncharacteristic. I think you know a little bit of that's got to fall on the coach handling that, not handling that. Yeah, but they just didn't get it to Embiid enough. I mean, when when you're Jordan or Curry, you have the ball in your hands all the time, and you can kind of take over. But for him, they got to get it to him. So my hope is he takes over Game Seven and wins. But we'll see. It's still still fun to at least care that your team's made it this far. That's right. Game Sevens are what it's all about. I'm hoping my Knicks get through tonight so that we can yeah. get stuff. But Me you know, too. winning in Miami, we haven't looked good at all. So <laughs> I know. So anyway, the subject of the discussion came up from a note that I noticed that Dr. Paul and his brother, right? You're in yeah, practice. my brother. And they decided that, hey, they're going to get out of the insurance game. And they had a plan and, and the process they put in place. So we're going to cover that. And now we're going to find out how it's going. So give us your background a little bit with the business part, sure. not the nacho part, but your business. Yeah, yeah. so. I, yeah, I didn't sprout up out of a nacho cabbage patch uh, in 2017, Sonny. I was a dentist. I graduated Penn 2002, did a multi-year general practice residency, had the awesome opportunity to uh, practice with my father, who I did until 2016 when he sadly passed away, but very um, feel very lucky we could do that. He had a dental partner. Uh, when I joined the practice, uh, we added specialists to the practice we acquired additional practices. Currently, my brother and I have two locations, but technically four dental practices live inside of those two locations, right. you know, from small to large. And my dad and his partner, straight out of the New Jersey 1970s playbook, you know, were in network with a few spoiled guac PPOs. And they were mostly, most of their patients uh, were, actually, I won't even say that today. Most of their patients had insurance. The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team. And, not but, a percentage of those were they were in network with. So they were they were had out-of-network relationships with plenty of insurances, but two major spoiled guac PPOs, I don't want any angry letters, one, the classic teacher's insurance, Sonny, right? So when you're the dentist in town and you coach the sports, yeah. they unfortunately mislead these teachers, my wife included. I want to tell a quick story. When I met my wife, you don't usually say to someone you're dating the first day you're dating, do you want me to be your dentist? So she said, you're a dentist. Are there any good dentists in Philadelphia? And my practice is in New Jersey. She said, hey, Paul, are there any good dentists in Philadelphia? I'm a teacher. I said, send me the list. She sends me the list, Sonny. There was only one dentist on it that I would recommend going to. It was my instructor at my GPR, okay, Dr. Joel Davidson, friend to this day. She went there and got her teeth cleaned, said, Dr. Davidson's great. I've got to know Dr. Davidson. He's retired now. I said, Dr. Davidson, why do you take this terrible teacher plan, this plan that pays you like 50% of your fee at best? At best, yeah. Why it maybe I'm giving you a layup. I'll say, why do you think Dr. Davidson took this plan? It has something to do with his spouse. I'm gonna guess his wife was a teacher. His wife was a teacher and he felt obligated. So yeah. he just it they pull on your heartstrings. My dad and his partner when 
you know, I was in the practice my whole life, you know, helping, assisting. When crowns were $800, this teacher plan might have paid $600. Yeah. When I came into the practice and I said, this plan is getting worse. And I said, it's all the teachers. It's the people we you taught you. We want to be help these people. I said, dad, this gap is getting massive. Crown goes to $1,100. Teacher plan pays $650. So I think it was like 2014, Sonny. I said, we can't do it anymore, dad. We just can't. He said, okay, it was only like 8% of our practice anyway, okay? So okay. it was more annoying. So it was low-hanging so, fruit, really. Yeah, and the reason why this story is important is because my dad and his partner, pillars of the community, they all knew them. Sports. I love Dr. Goodman. I love Dr. Right. Sternberg. I was in the practice now almost eight years. We painstakingly contacted every single patient, explained why we were shifting. This is my words, shifting from in-network to out-of-network. We didn't drop their plan. We didn't leave them. We were shifting. 90% of those patients left us. 90% of the people who had seen us. And the reason why in 2014, Sonny, was because they had good choices around the corner. The other dentist took it. And it wound up being good for us because I don't, I'm not a math genius, Sonny, but um, if you charge $100 and your overhead's <laughs> like 65 and yeah. someone pays you 50 it's kind of like you're paying fifteen dollars yeah. to see that person. Yeah, you right? probably better off giving here's ten bucks. Go down the street. Don't so come in. That was my first experience, and yeah. that was the only experience I really had from 2014 to 2018 with going out of network. We still had two major plans left. So now wait, so, now let's 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 get a little bit more background here. So sure. that you said that was about eight percent of your practice that in network component with that plan. Give me an idea approximately how much in-network you still were with other plants. Um, like 28 to 30%, right? So about a third. Like, okay. Yeah, third. Right. yeah about a third. Okay. Third, Go because ahead. you know the main one. I mean, I'm not going to say their name. It might have something to do with an airplane. Maybe not. I'm not going to confirm or deny. Might. Might. I'm not going to confirm or deny it has anything to do with it. I like airplanes. But anyway, um, then in like 2000, uh, actually 17, I met a consultant and he said, hey, Paul, you're not in network with this ABC plan. You guys have always been out of network. I can get you good fees. And I yeah. said, okay, tell me more about this. So in a positive way, but this is also a little weird, these insurance negotiators and some of right. sponsor my group. The Doc Sites provides affordable and effective websites for dentists with no long-term contracts, transparent pricing, and great customer service, starting at only $59 a month. They also provide optional online marketing packages to help increase your online visibility. For special offers, including up to 25% off your website setup, text fee for service to 818-489-9823. 818-489-9823. This is a limited time offer, so text now and lock in your savings and visit DocSites.com. For more information, this negotiator was able to get us in network with a plan with some very competitive fees. So in 2017, we took another insurance plan. Okay. So we were now in network. I'm sorry, we really only ever network with two major plans the one that might or may not be an airplane and the teacher plan. We added this ABC plan in 2016. Wow. Because this negotiator got us good fees, and it was going pretty goodish. But what I was noticing, Sonny, was each year, 
our fee would go up and their reimbursement would not. Uh, did, did it and, actually go down like it has lately? No, it kind of, this, this one actually stay. stabilized. I, so this one was the ABC plan, 2016. We're trucking along, but then I get a letter from a Spoilwalk PPO. Hi, Dr. Paul. Just want to let you know that next year we're reducing your fees. There you go. Is that, there, is that there cool it is. with you? Okay. And I calculated, and I also want to share how low self-esteem I had at this time, Sonny, and I'll call myself out on it. So I get this letter. My brother and I are the practice owners. My dad's not alive right now. We got specialists. We've got great reputation. We got two offices. Sure. I get this letter and I immediately calculated that we took in about $550,000 from this insurance. So just with the snap of their fingers next year, we were going to take in like about $90,000 less because they were going to reduce their fees. And what I should have said was, we're not cool with this. We want to go to out of network. Unfortunately, what I did say was, let's see if we can make it work. Okay. Let's see if we can make it work. Because I did, I guess I didn't have the self-esteem. This was about 20% of our practice. I guess I just was thinking they would all leave. This was member. It's kind of Yeah, but if you've had the experience you just had, 90% of those people left you. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so, that's that's gotta be fresh in your mind. And although Financially, you did better because you filled in better paying patients. Now you got to be looking at, oh boy, this, you know, that look at that number. What if, yeah, that, you just said it, right? 550. If 550, if 90% of yes. 550 leave, you're left with 55 grand. And I, I'm always here to hopefully add value to your listeners. The people that I really cared about most with dropping that plan was my team. Because if you want to think about it, and I'm be totally genuine, my brother and I were the practice owners. I wasn't really doing dental nachos and dentist job connect then. I was lecturing. It wasn't like we were wildly financially successful. Sure. But yeah. what, what I would say was we were successful. And if I did drop those plans, I would have to reduce the number of days we'd be open. And I wasn't sure how I was going to manage that with my team. And I wasn't willing yeah. to do it. Yeah. I was worried. I, I didn't always say them. So, so you're going to take the hit. They're not, you know, so I, yes, I take the hit. Your that team's team not taking a 10 or 20%. Yes. You know, so we, we I always say this. I always say this. Um, it's like those coupons from the Bed Bath Meow, which just went out of business. Imagine yeah. going home to someone saying, I'm going to love you 22% less next year. You cool with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what also happened, Sonny, and I'm big into the associate world. One of my associate graduates, okay? I know I hire an associate of a GPR. That same plan says, hey, everybody, these new dentists that graduated after 2017, they can't get the same fee schedule as the other dentist, right? Which has already been reduced. Yeah, which already been reduced. So I said, I guess we got to try to make this work. So in my satellite office, if this plan was paying my brother and I $950 for a crown, it was paying her $800, and there was nothing we could do about it. So 2017 happens, 2018 happens, 2019 happens, Sonny. It's frustrating. We're trying to manage. We got specialists. We're doing our thing. But then the pandemic happens. And if we want to remember this with uh, accuracy, dentistry was only shut down for eight weeks in New Jersey. Okay. It Too wasn't much. eight months. It was eight weeks. Okay. Two months. Yeah. But it wasn't the same dentistry that reopened. That was the problem. Our capacity was lowered. Do you remember? We forget this, right? The temperature check bouncers outside the hallway, the screenings, 
the number of people you could see, Wait, your aerosols. Yeah. Right. So I saw that we just didn't have as many appointments. It was a scary time. So I said, this is going to be an opportunity to look to shift status with more insurance plans. So that was March of 2020. 2021, we go out of network with the with the insurance that may or may not be named after an airplane. And then early 2022, we go out of network with the plan that the, got, the negotiator got us good fees for. Because I share with you, I did it as much for my morale as any future money because we, I didn't want to have appointments where some appointments were reimbursed at sure. 79% of others yeah. when we had limited appointments. Right. And we wrote, I, I've made videos on this. I can send you the video. You can share with your listeners. Because one of the things that I didn't do right, Sonny, was, so I shift status. I go out of network January 2022, right? I think we have to, you know, I love these plans, Sonny. They're always in control. You're like, hey, I want to drop your plan. They go, not yet. You have to be in network for 90 more days, right? Yeah. Like, like part of me is like, can they even do this? But I try not to poke at, you know, these Fair. organizations. Yeah. So yeah. we, so I said to my team, hey, we're all on board. But I didn't do the best job, Sonny, training my team how to talk to the patients because they were like, Paul, everyone's kind of yelling at us, right? So I said, I'm sorry. So I made these videos about how insurance is a coupon. We don't want insurance to have a seat at the table, Sonny, when making the best decisions about your, your care. And I will say my best sense is we have only lost maybe 30% of those patients over that time. And my reason for that is twofold. My thought reason is, uh, one, I think it's annoying to find a new dentist, right? I mean, it's not easy to find a new dentist during the pandemic. And two, I think they did value the place that they were in and kept seeing us. It doesn't mean all, but we had a much better experience than that teacher plan, 90% left. I would say my sense is like 70% state. I don't have exact stats on that, but mm -hmm. that's my sense in doing this. So let me so so let me ask you about your plan then, because you just talked about the execution part. Yeah. What was your plan? Like you said, okay, we're going to go out of network. And, and what what was the implementation? You already talked about what you didn't do well, which was the communication portion, right? You kind of left your yeah. your team a little bit hanging well, out. To try. So talk I didn't about realize this was going to happen. Well, the plan was we talked with the team about the why. We shared with them that I actually think being in network is very confusing to your team because if you and I go to El Vez for margaritas and they hand me a, a margarita and say it's $15, Paul, and they mm -hmm. hand you one and say it's $10, Sonny, I think that's confusing to bartenders. I think that's confusing to front desk team members. When they see an EOB where a crown is paid at $1,100, but other people pay $1,500, I think it's confusing. So I said to them, authentically, I think insurance is a confusing thing. I think it it creates conflict with our patients. And what I would love for us to do is treat dental insurance like a coupon, tell people they can maximize the benefit of their coupon, but we're not going to make any reductions to our fees on anyone else's terms. We do have a membership club, right? Yeah. But we kind of have a 10% off. So they got that. I think it was some, you know, the pandemic was a freaking crazy time, right? So I but mean, the, like, we got a membership club. They have to be no insurance, right? Right, no insurance. So they, so what I said was, you know, people if you're go uninsured. I'm, yeah, people go. I'm totally fee for service. I'm totally fee for service. So what is? And we can talk about what that means. 
Because a fee-for-service dentist may have a membership club and reduce their fee. Right. A fee-for-service dentist may say, this is my basketball coach, do it for $200 less. Yeah. So what does fee-for-service mean? And you're the, you're the expert here, so you can tell me. But for us, we were not going to make any adjustments to our fees yeah. that weren't on our terms. And I think that really was great camaraderie for the team. Yeah. I just... Uh, with with the my plan was for us to have as many over the counter conversations as possible. I did ask my top patient care coordinator to make calls to key patients who had the ABC insurance. Um, it's it's I don't I don't want to say I'm misremembering this, but I'm I'm striving to. I believe we made six months ahead of calls for the ABC plan. Right? I was like, hey, your next yeah. visit. I said, tell them your next visit's going to feel the same way, but the one after that may be different. There's no perfect way. I mean, if someone said, what's the perfect way? I don't know, actually, Sonny. Maybe just telling them when they come in is a good way. Maybe sending letters is a good way. I've done a combination. And I think at the end of the end of the day, Sonny, people are going to stay who value what you do. And then other people are going to gonna leave. I write this letter, Sonny. It's pretty good. I give it to you or your listeners. I say, we have decided to not allow dental insurance to have a seat at the table when making the best decisions about your teeth. We also believe that you are in total control of what you want to do with your dental care. If you would like a recommendation of a dentist that we trust in network, we will give it to you. And many dentists say, why would you do that? Because I think it just shows awesome authenticity. And actually, I do have a friend down the street who's a good dentist who takes all these plans. So what's interesting is it's kind of like, it sounds like I'm sending them out of the office. But to me, I think it shows how much we do care about them. But what happened, Sonny, let's talk is, you know, one time we did that and we recommended an office. They go, I don't really like that office. Could you send me to a different office? I said, well, we're not Yelp here. You could use yeah. Yelp. So that was my plan. I mean, it wasn't like I tell people, don't drop insurance. Don't sign up for spoiled walk PPOs. Make a plan about your plan. I marketed more. That was part of my plan. Before I did so, we invested in more marketing. Look to bring in more cases that were not related to implants. I mean, not related to insurance like implants. And then just let people be people, right? If they if they want to leave and try somewhere else, you always welcome them back. They stay, they stay. Yeah, see, my my definition of fee for service, and Travis Campbell always takes me to task with this one because he likes it. Well, you're out of network. To me, a fee for service practice by definition is I have a set of fees for my services, and that's what I get paid. No, I mean, and, and you and you control that definition, right? And no one else does. Yeah, yeah, those I, are my fees. And if I want to have a have a courtesy for this person or what have you, that's up to me. But I have that fee schedule for the janitor and I have that schedule for the CEO. So everyone I, I like that. Everyone pays the same for their margarita in your example, right? I've totally that that would you know what this always did bother me and I had an amazing dad and his partner was great, but they just didn't get a lot of business training. They got great people training, and they were very successful financially. He, my dad my dad did say it was a lot easier to run a business than when he started than at the end of his life. He said patients were always in He goes, Paul, patients have always been frustrating. Team's always been difficult. But what you and your brother have to do to run this place compared to when I was 40 years old, it's gotten very complex. I mean, if you just think about it, all the insurances, the vendors, the, the ransomware. He was just sort of commenting at how complex running a dental office yeah. had become. But he was emotional about it. I mean, you know, he'd say the T is the teacher plan. And I sounds like you were not like that. And I think if he was here live talking, you'd say, Sonny, I should have been like that. Because I think 
The dentists who participated with insurance in the 80s, they did not know what this world was going to look like. And now in 2023, it doesn't look promising participating with dental insurance for them paying you more long-term. doesn't mean Maudie can't make it work. It doesn't mean yeah. Bob D can't figure it out, but it's a difficult road to be paid less for services that cost more to deliver. Yeah. I, I use an example. I was talking to dental students up at uh, Buffalo and I use an example. I said, if, uh, if you're in a, if you're an associate in a practice and, you know, we'll talk about, you know, everybody's concern is my speed, my skill. I said, okay, so, you do one crown, you do two fillings, let's say a two-surface, three-surface fillings, composites. You extract one tooth, and you do four hygiene exams. And I said, and you know, an average fee-for-service practice where it's fully fees, and you're making, I think it was 30%, okay? On a half day, I said, yeah, well, yeah, we can all do that, no problem. I said, so let's look at a fee-for-service, full, full, full fee practice, and a reduced fee practice. One practice, you're going to make approximately $900 for that morning. The other one, you're going to make about $350, $380. Let's call it $400, okay? So the $400, and if you need to make $1,000 a day for your nut, you can make both work, okay? Yeah. But you don't have to, A, kill yourself, be unethical. You know, you can do that, but there's differences along the way. And it was a different mindset because a lot of a lot of it was kind of you, you know well I'm going to have to go work for a corporate. And I was like, we ju I just showed you you could do it in a PPO and you can do it in a private right. practice. Like, what what where did I say that you know? And but they had this ongoing notion that you know boy I, I'm going to have to do this. And again, it was simple math. Like yourself, I don't think I'm a genius, but a simple math you start to do a, a you know a problem like like you said. Listen, I have a hundred dollars that I can collect and it costs me $65 to, to do that. I'm making right. 35. If it, now I'm only going to collect 50, it's still costing right. me 65. Yes. I'm paying 15 bucks. You know, I mean, one of the things that Dan, I love this conversation, I, one of my initial, you know, I'm known for my polls, right? So early yeah. on in Facebook, I did this poll that blew people's mind, but they, once we talked about it, it became uncomfortable. I said, if you're in network with dental insurance, do you use a cheaper lab for your insurance patients than your fee for service? Right. And every dentist said, not me, right? Yeah. I use the same. And I said, well, don't you think your fee for service patients might be upset to learn that? Because if you use a lab that charges you $150 for your crown and you charge your fee for service patient a thousand, and then you use that same lab for the 650 crown, is that really fair to your fee-for-service patient? And that always bothered me, Sonny, and I did it. So I'm not even saying I was, I don't know how you deal with that inner conflict, but I would be upset if I went to a bar and they used really good tequila for you and didn't use it for me, you know, and we paid, paid the same. So it's like, it's a, uh, something dentists should pay attention to and dental school doesn't talk about it. And it just makes you make the business decisions that cause you a lot of problems. Yeah, it's it's looking at it as a business, and sometimes you just got to do some math. So I got to ask you now, as you as you did your plan, the one thing I will say, you said you know right wrong. I think the the from talking to hundreds and hundreds of docs doing this, I think no, the most important thing, the first step everyone has to do, is they have to have the mindset that a this is the right thing to do, and this is maybe this is the best thing to do for our patients, right? Mindset. 
So they're, you know, burn the boats. You're not going back. Okay. Then the discussion becomes, let's explain it in real terms. You can do it verbal. You can do it with a letter. I think some combination thereof works the best. I do believe I like the in-person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a touchy feely Italian, right? So I do like the, the person to person thing. So I, I think more personable to have that conversation. So some people planned it and there's some people like, no, I just decided, listen, I had it. I got a reduction in my fee. I said, boom, January 1st, we're out. And they saw a little more of a fallout because it was cut and they had a worked on their verbal skills, hadn't right. worked on their messaging, hadn't got the team all fully on board. When you did this, did you lose any team members? No team members at that time. I mean, the majority of this was happening at the 2022, two-thirds of us through. I don't know when the pandemic officially ended, if it hasn't ended. So we were more uh, struggling to maintain our team for a variety of reasons. Someone has to be home with their sure. child. They can't do anymore. So we didn't lose any team members. And I actually think the the core why the team liked, right, because they're passionate about their dental care. I just think something I left this part out the ABC plan, Sonny, when we were trying to make this, like when you tell them you're going to go out and network in like 90 days, right. When you like write this letter, email this letter, they sometimes trigger an immediate letter to your patients kind of saying your dentist now hates you is the message, right? Correct. So your patient gets a letter saying, we want to let you know that your dentist is not in network anymore and you'll save money going in network. I find this to be really unfair. I know it's not illegal. I mean, Hey, me and my brother for five years brought a lot of money to ABC insurance and patients still use them in our office. So we still bring money to ABC insurance. So I find it to be very irritating how obnoxious this letter sounded, but I know that they're allowed to do that. So people were kind of coming in with this letter saying to my front desk team, look at this here. And now I have trained them. I've made a whole seven minute video. I'll text you saying, it would, it's basically like they could they could play this video, the patient could watch it. It's me talking, and it explains why we have made this decision. Mm -hmm. And it's well done. It's caring. Um, and they can basically take snippets of it. They could write about it. And I have to share, in general, annoying stands out, right? So this probably actually wasn't as many as we thought. But when someone's like, Yes. Joe, Joe Smith at the front desk, angry about the ABC yeah. thing. It kind of like creates a lot of energy in the office that's negative. Yeah, it's your 80-20 rule, right? 80% yeah. okay, 20% create 80% of your problems, you know? So so what it, So what did, uh, let's talk back when, we, when you said, so you had 30% of your practice was still in the network. Yeah. That was including ABC plus the- ABC airplane, airplane. yes. Yeah. Okay, so you had 30%. And your plan wasn't to dissect, do one, then the other. Your plan was we're going to move out of both at the same time? No, I, I did. Uh, we did one, then the other about a year apart. 2022 was our was our full being out of network year. So we did in 2021, uh, the one that was not allowing uh, dentists mm -hmm. to sign up at the same fee schedule. And January 1st, 2022, I think it might have wound up being February 1st officially when we had to like get out officially that was the we were officially out of network my team did not have to process any more in network insurance plans. i also love this sonny you know it's it's, it's like the they say this joke about the irs the irs knows how much money you owe them they don't tell you and if they get it wrong you get in, if you get it wrong you get in trouble right so i always think that's a funny joke it's not mine 
Well, you know, we went out of network. They were still processing claims in network and making a lot of work. They never apologized for any of this, right? Like we were still getting claims processed in network, which you know is causing patient relationship problems because they say, oh, I don't have any payment for my hygiene visit. And we go, actually, no, it's like $22, right? So the insurances, they don't always stick to your deadlines, even when you give them the deadlines, but it's like the Wizard of Oz. Who do you yell at there? You're going to spend four hours on hold. So um, you also ask this, Sonny, is it how it's gone? It's gone better than expected for me. And I know that's a feeling. The facts I can share. Well, I want to ask you this part. At the 30%, about how much revenue did that 30%, was that 30% of your revenue? Was that 30% of of our patient base? Um, So it's a good question. I could go back to our dentric reports and look at it. I mean, I still think that 30% of our insurance revenue for the purposes of this conversation is over a half a million dollars or more. You know, we have two offices. It could be $750,000. You know, what's interesting is about when you look at insurance payments in your dentrix and you have a combination of in and out of network, right. you have to look at ABC, what they paid, because maybe one that we're, we've always been out of network with uh, M&M insurance, right? Always. But they're still a payment we get on insurances. I got you. So we got it. So I would say... You know, that when I told you in 2017, I know we had collected $500,000 from that one insurance alone. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was a fairly significant amount of revenue for our practices, way more than when we did the 8% with the teacher plan. But when you dropped, so you dropped initially the first plan, the, the airplane. And then do you, do you know approximately what you saw with your bottom line or, or with your overall gross? Did you well, see it? 10%. What's interesting, when we dropped the that in 2021, remember, right. all the stats on it, like if this, if we were NBA players and yeah. we were playing for 40 years and people take a look at stats for the year 2020, 2021, and 2022, they're going to be all off. And here's why. 2020 obviously had this decrease, right? Big dip, yep. But then there, there was this pent up demand that yes. probably made 2021 look better. Huge. Yep. So I don't know if I can really look at those two years. I can tell you that our first year out of network in 2022, we had an increase in total revenue, which we were proud of. You know, not a dramatic increase, but I think Maudy was poking at me. So I think I looked at it once. I think it was like we totally we brought in like eleven percent more total dollars, even with being out of network. So that was a win. Uh did, soft, did you did you see less patients? Saw fewer patients. That was a massive win. Had more time with the patients that we saw. Uh, kind of approach things in an enhanced way with like we we have certain specialty days where only specialty care seen. We didn't, you know, hygiene is a double edged sword. You know this as a multi practice owner. Processing a lot of people running in and out for hygiene visits, it's very distracting, right? It's like, you know, the more volume of hygiene you have, I know dentists love hygiene, but when you're also doing high-level restorative care and specialty care, and it's all in the same building, because I think, you know, I started this hygiene center. I put my whole hygiene appointments all into one location now. I didn't um, know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so... We got to see fewer patients, but I feel like we had a little more bandwidth to focus on some of the more patient-centered and productive procedures like implant overdentures. We have a surgical prosthodontist with us. So 
and morale was great for our team. I mean, it's it, I, I think all of our team members would say, I wish Paul and Jeff did this sooner. And right. I don't think it has anything to do with their pay. I don't think it has anything to do with EBITDA. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with the bottom line everyone talks about. I mean, obviously, don't drop all of your insurance if you're going to go out of business. Ask some people for help, right? Like, you know, people yeah. go on dental nachos, you know, sometimes people DM me something. They go, I'm going to do this thing. I saw it on dental nachos. I go, don't do that thing. I'm like, these yeah. are not professionals giving you advice. I always say, if, like, if you're going to run a marathon for your livelihood, don't listen to some weekend marathon runner about the advice. So listen to the Travis Campbells or the insurance um, negotiators or listen to a coach who says, hey, dentist, I know you hate insurance now, but you spent 20 years taking it. 82% of your patients are in network. If you tell them all tomorrow you're out of network, that could be a big problem. Approach it with per being purposeful. So I don't know if that's helpful to kind of understand my mindset. I didn't do any of this in total reaction. I did it all with purpose and planning. Well, I think the one the thing that you're hitting on, which is hard to, it's hard to put words on it, but it's, you said it, my brother and I, there's a different feeling. There's a different vibe. There's, a, I think there's a different satisfaction in the job that you're doing. And, yeah. and it's not, it's not an arrogant comment. It's not like, and some people misinterpret them. Bob D's had some issues with this, like, oh, it's better. We're going to do better. I think it's a little more pure. It's a little bit closer to what we learned in the school setting. And I think there's a little less confusion or error of, how did I balance all these other factors versus all that stuff's been been stripped away? Now it's down to just me and the patient and the you know the dental assistant, me the patient and the lab technician. It's it's a little more simplified, and yeah. I think it allows for, and I don't, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but a little bit more of self satisfaction as to the job that you did. I think you're 100. I mean, I think Sonny, you can help me because I know you're a more seasoned dentist than me, and I contributed to this this problem too. Hold on a second. Let's, let's just say that again. You notice everybody like you notice how <laughs> that's politically correct. The seasoned <laughs> dentist. Yeah, yeah, seasoned. Right? Well, see, see how smooth that was. That's like you know, telling some old, that's like telling some old shit. Like, oh man, you're just a little more seasoned than me. <laughs> I I've said this to patients. I said, <laughs> hey, you know, you're going to have to do some of these. Um, this work on your bone, which is the foundation, because your, te your teeth are a little more seasoned. They said, does that mean old? I said, you said it, not me. So um, I <laughs> always do fits, If the shoe fits. <laughs> I mean, I consume a lot of things, right? I go to restaurants. Yeah. I go to gyms. I send my kids to camp. I got to pay a bill for an accountant, right? So I consume a lot of things. And I think it's really poignant and sad that like dentists think just charging for what they do is some wild, crazy business model when yeah. you know, who's doing that all other businesses, right? Correct. Yeah. Like it, it's how did this happen? What generation I, was it my dad's generation? And they just, someone said, Hey, we'll give you all these patients and we'll pay you 90% of the fee. And they go, okay, sounds good. And then yada, yada, yada out of Seinfeld that turned to 50% of the fee. Right. And they lost control. I mean, you know, uh, when I went to my dad's office, son, it was normal to be in network with the teacher plan. I didn't even question it for like five years. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and the satisfaction is this. Everybody's a person, Sonny. If somebody walks in and gets a crown for $1,000 and the next person walks in and it's $600, yes, because you're a dentist, you're still going to do a great job. Yes, you're going to care, but you're also going to be annoyed. You're also going to well, be annoyed. My point was this, to, to your point exactly. I'm sitting in chair one. There's a patient in chair two. I'm in chair one. I have ABC insurance, chair two. I have no insurance. Am I overcharging the no insurance patient right. to subsidize this? Why is my neighbor, my next door neighbor, why is my next door neighbor getting a crown for $600? And why am I paying a thousand? And so now to me, it brings into question to the patient's mind. They're using cheaper materials. They're going out of country. They're going to use black market. I mean, now there's also, all types questions that come up what why i share this yeah you're you're right one of my patients who i like very much i did a denture for him on the teacher plan once right and it was pathetic the in the reimbursement it was pathetic but i don't know sonny i gotta do it i'm five years out of school so i do this denture i do a good job he uses it and it like i don't know breaks or needs another one so he goes why can't you do it for me at the insurance fee i'm sure you had made money there because for that plan we could you know, once I did the first one at the insurance fee, I need to do another one. So I said, hooray, I can charge my full fee. I know there's rules around this, but in this case, I could charge my full fee. But he said what you said. He goes, why won't you just, let's say it was $1,500 denture and the insurance fee was 900 And I said, hey, you know, uh, Dennis, this next one's going to be 1500 Your insurance isn't going to cover anything. He says, okay, I'll do it. But then he said, my last EOB said 900 Why aren't I getting 900 again? So it's a... It's it's confusing, and I think what you're doing is amazing work sharing this with the newest of our generation because it's. I have to say, there's three Ds destroying the morale of dentists, and it's dental school debt, dental insurance, and with a big asterisk, DSOs, because I work with DSOs daily, and without DSOs, new dentists would be unemployed. So without DSOs, many new dentists would be unemployed. But the asterisk for the DSO part, Sonny, is when they're purchasing all the best practices from a lot of retiring dentists, the newest generation, they are not going to have the same options for purchasing practices that you and I did. And that is just a morale thing. Yeah. And then it gets into some ethical things, because I think as you start to squeeze the orange, you can only get so much juice. So yeah, for sure. That's that's again, that's just a math problem, right? How can we how can we do more with less? How can we do X, Y, Z? And you're commoditizing it and 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 just the experience portion of it, et cetera. But that's a little esoteric right now. So going out of network, you you would say then literally between 2021 and where we are 20. So the over this 18 month period? Yeah, I mean no. we're no. we're like 16. Months. Yeah, like 16 months totally out of network and then 30 months with, you know. So for, for 30 months, you've been transitioning to it. Yeah. Talk about some of the the wins and talk about some of the losses. What were some of the wins that you noticed? The wins I've noticed was a totally different conversation with some new patients where they said, I know you don't take my insurance, but I want to come here anyway. So I'm really proud that people say, I know you don't take my insurance, I want to come here anyway. The challenges and losses are people are unwilling to give you a chance if you're not in network with them on the phone. So there's this dichotomy that you have to accept 
that I was literally in my hotel, not hotel, my apartment elevator yesterday. And someone saw my shirt and said, you're a dentist and my practice is in New Jersey, but my best friend, Todd Fleischman is in Philadelphia. He's who I would trust with my teeth. And she said, my friend goes to Todd Fleischman. She loves him, but he doesn't take my insurance. And I said, you should go to him anyway, because that's how great he is. But he, if I wasn't standing there, Sonny, she would be unwilling to consider an out-of-network dentist. So it's just the wins have been patients are more receptive to using their insurance like a coupon. The, I guess the losses, but we've talked, is that new patients will sometimes just simply not give you a chance if you're not in network. And I don't, I'll put a loss with an asterisk because maybe they're just picking who's best for them. I have no judgment on them, you know, but mm-hmm. uh I think dental insurances do a really good job wedging themselves between the dentist and the patient. I mean, think about this, Sonny. Maybe it'll make you laugh. You're a dentist. I'm a dentist. We spend time with patients this close. They're talking about this insurance company that they've never met. They don't know who they are. And it's a big part of our relationship in the operatory, right? Oh, your teeth, you, you protect your teeth with a night guard. I would say, oh, you want to, this is what I say to people, do you want to go to France when you retire and go on like a fancy trip and all that stuff? I said, well, why don't you protect your teeth with a night guard instead of needing 14 new teeth? They go, okay, Dr. Paul, does my insurance cover it, right? So it's crazy to me. It is crazy to me how often insurance is mentioned inside of a dental office each day. Correct. And the mentality too, even out of network, like, like oh, we- yeah. You know, it's like, well, we're trying to be respectful for your plan. So we're going to need to schedule this six months in a day. You know, the hygiene appointments, the, the, I hear them talk about the membership plan places. They're like, oh, you got two cleaners. You schedule them whenever you want. Well, that's why if you want my wild and crazy idea that is that I eventually want to build a practice with my brother. You know, we're up to like 330 membership patients. I wish I started sooner. When people say I have no regrets in life, Sonny, I think that's the dumbest thing ever. I had a dumb haircut in college like George Clooney. My mom said it was dumb. It was dumb, right? I regret the haircut, okay? (laughs) I I regret it. People live, it was stupid. (laughs) Yeah, you can't look in your rearview mirror and say, ah. Yeah, yeah. So I regret it. I heard about memberships early. I knew people were doing them. I saw them on Dental Town, and I regret I didn't pay enough attention. I want to have an office, Sonny. We don't deal with your insurance at all. I don't file it. I want to create a fence around it where if for some reason they want to do it, just like at the ophthalmologist, right, But or the eye doctor, I'm not there yet. It, would, it wouldn't be good for my business now. We still process and get insurance payments. Right. But over the next three or four years, I build my membership club to this thousand patients, this twelve hundred. I want to make it like Costco. You only can come here if you have the membership. And they go, "Oh, I have Spoilerwalk PPO. Can I use it to like pay towards my cleaning?" And I want to build a world where I say no. Yeah, but I'm not there yet. It's going to yeah. take a while. Yeah. So let me ask you this now, in terms of. What were some of the things that you, so let's, let's say, what were some of the unintended advantages or pluses that you saw? We've already talked about a couple of them, but what were the, some of the positive unintended consequences you saw getting out of the insurance game? It's a great question. Uh, one thing I did prior to getting out of the insurance game, and Kate, 
my my patient care coordinator is one of the most important people on earth to me, both professionally and personally. But she does not like change. Nobody loves change, Sonny. Kate Kate does not like it all. So in the beginning of the pandemic, I said we're outsourcing insurance billing. You can't do it anymore, Kate. You lost front desk person number two. You ain't filing claims anymore. It's I can't have you do it. We're going to send it to one of these people. No, he said, Paul, we don't want, we don't need to do it. I can do it. I said, we're going to try it anyway, Kate. He said, Paul, we don't need to do it. Uh, I can do it. I said, we're trying it anyway. She just recently said to me, Sonny, that was the best decision you ever made for me. So one, we outsourced the insurance, okay, the billing. One of the unintended consequences was being, but outsourcing insurance billing when you're a network still brings you a lot of annoyance, right? These insurance billers, they're just there like caddies in golf, right? You still have to play this game. So one of the unintended consequences is a lot less uh, decreased momentum with front desk work because they didn't have to be answering so many questions about the insurance fee. Was it covered? Was it not? So that was one of the, our, our front desk team had more time to focus on patients. Front desk team had more time to focus on patients. And I also think that at some point in every different practice lifestyle cycle, it's really nice to have fewer patients running through your office. I mean, some of these days we would sometimes have like just 78 people coming through the office and it's just a lot of people to process. And I think, and I know we talked about this a little bit, I just think being able to get the fee that you charge and focus on fewer patients. I mean, it didn't go from 78 to seven, Sonny. These days would probably go from 78 to 53. Right. You're a yeah. dentist and I'm a dentist. Putting yourself in front of patients each day is emotionally exhausting. So I just think for the hygienist, the assistants, the front desk and the dentist, the I didn't think that much about that part. I was thinking more about, hey, let's have camaraderie and say, this is our fee hey, let's make sure we have enough time for the patients who want to see us. But it just created a um, less stress. I mean, basically, the, an atmosphere of less stress. And I think it's really tied to being out of network and having quick conversations with people. When they say, do you accept our insurance? We say the way insurance works here is a coupon, Sonny. We'd be happy to maximize the benefits of your coupon. People use your plan to pay towards care, but we are not in network. I'm not into these like, hokey, like trying to trick the patient that you're kind of this, right? None of that. Get him in the office and tell him later. I try to treat people all the time how I'd want to be treated. And I just am genuinely upfront with them when they ask us this question. Well, when a person asks, do you take my insurance? There's two different meanings to that, right? Do you take my insurance? May mean, do you submit the insurance? And does right. the insurance check come to you? Because a lot of times we've just had to explain that to people. It doesn't mean you can't come here. It just means we're going to submit to your insurance. Check's going to come here. You're going to have a copay. And most people, right. once the word copay became part of people's vernacular, that helped. Yeah. Because then they understood it. They grasped it. You didn't, We didn't have to, to train that. So so let's say, let me ask you now the, the, the negative or the contra side of that. What were some of the negative? This is the number this is the number one negative. Dental insurance bonded me to people that I'm that I really liked and they didn't keep coming to the practice and the team really liked them and it was a little bit sad. So I think that you know what's very interesting and I think this happens. You drop a spoiled guac PPO. The people who leave are not the ones you think will leave. 
And the people who stay are not the ones you th- sometimes annoying Adam, who you don't think likes you at all. And you say, <laughs> we're not network with ABC. And they go, this is when Adam's going to leave. He goes, yeah. I ain't leaving you. You're my dentist. But then people who I've done a lot of great work on, and I feel like I've shown my this value, bond. Yeah. And they say, I'm going down the street. Uh, that is, it's a negative. I mean, if you were, it's a, it's an emotional business. It's relationship based business. A lot of people talk about that. Chad Johnson speaks very specifically. It's, it, it will knock your, it'll knock your ego around a bit. Cause you think you, you, you have this bond with this person that you've done favors for, you've done whatever. And all of a sudden they go down the street for, for $2 less. Have you seen a number of people leave and then return yet or not yet? I would say some in our area, and I don't want to brag about my area, and I know people, I know dentistry is different in every state, but I'm in the Pennington, New Jersey area. Most of the dentists around me, I consider to be good dentists. I don't know them all very well. I do not get a lot of cases from the dentist down the street with five open margins. I just don't, right? When people say, I see terrible work coming into my office from the dentist down the street, I'm like, I guess the dentist down your street is terrible. The ones in my town seem to be pretty solid. So most of the time, I don't see a tremendous amount. Also, if they go to sometimes maybe like the person last night, Sonny, said, the reason why I want a new dentist is because my dentist sold to a DSO and it feels like a business. It feels like they're trying to upsell me. I was wearing my nacho sweatshirt with my golden doodle. Another dog mom said, can you tell me about a good, can you recommend a good dentist? My dentist sold to a DSO. It feels like they're trying to upsell me. And she made a funny comment. She goes, I work in private equity, but I don't want to be a patient of private equity. So it was a very funny comment, you know, because she sort of knows. So some will come back, but I don't necessarily count on it. We always try to be friendly. We, I mean, I, I think it, we don't really leave anything on dramatically bad terms with people. And we just sort of like, we can help you in the future. Um, but if people, you had to quantify it, would you say that, would you say that that's, a I, I would say it, not the, when you know what people do, Sonny, it's very interesting. Their relationship with insurance. If they have the ABC plan and they go to an ABC dentist, this is actually, I should say this, the ones who come back, it's when they don't have the ABC plan anymore and they have no insurance. It's very weird. They think their card, I'm like holding up this charger. They think this card like leads them around. And then if they lose their insurance, Sonny, they actually come back to us. That's the people who come back. They go, oh, so it, it's it's not usually out of feeling like a number somewhere else. In our area, there are definitely some corporate style places. They've been there for before DSOs were invented. Right. Um, I don't know that much about what happens inside of them. I do sometimes get, I went to this one. I felt like a number. I saw a different dentist every time. Right. We know we know me, you, and your brother and your associates, but that's not been a big piece of the return. But I know some people on the Facebook group say that's a big piece that people come, I don't come back. Well, it may. I, I'm going to predict it's going to be because because if that's if that's if that's part of your surrounding um, dental geography, we'll call it. You're going to see that, but it's going to take a little bit of time. The one thing that I have seen is a patient will go and they'll go, it's okay to go for a cleaning, but if I need any work, yeah, 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 you know, or if I, I need I've a, seen. if I need a comprehensive treatment plan, you know, or, you know, they told me I needed all this. I don't believe them. What do you think? And, you know, and it's, it's, some of those can be tiresome because you may not have the information. Do you have your x-ray? They got to right. take new x-rays. 
And now you got to have that long conversation and it's tremendously time consuming, but you generally have the time, not always, but you have the time to spend with them. And that's ultimately what they're going to get. You know, I want to, I'd like to, I want to say, ask you a good question and you, cause you come before digital x-ray time, right? Yes. This always blew. I'm a big systems guy. I don't like yeah. to be annoyed. I don't. Sure. I use Silgenet instead of Algenet. They're a sponsor. I don't like to read poor impressions. Silgenet. You, yeah, that's uh, that's a cutting by. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever? Have you ever sponsors this really, show? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They're sponsoring us. That's great. I love love Kettenbach. Have you ever really used other X-rays from a dentist in a meaningful, helpful way in your life? Oh yeah, yeah. I have. To oh say. wow. Yeah. I most of the time. Yeah. Digital's made it a little better, but when they would send me these like copies on that paper from dental school, I mean that like thing in dental school, I just like to take new x-rays. The person's not afraid of insurance to go, it's your lucky day. You're getting a free pan, right? Correct. I, I do that. I did do that often, you know, but it was nice to have, especially if there was a time lapse. Yeah, but I mean, this right? is the history of what's happened, but I've always yeah. found, you know. Yeah, the diagnose. To diagnose, no, it was it was usually for crap. But if you yeah. had like a, a bite wing from 2020, like I just had this the other day. This kid came in, he saw me initially because he had an open contact at 14, and they and they filled the tooth three times. It was killing him, it was throbbing. I was like, and it was it was clearly open. Like it wasn't, it was almost like they didn't even make an attempt to close it. <laughs> so I said, Well, let's try this. So we closed the, the contact. Oh, I ate, I couldn't believe I had no pain. Okay, so he comes back. Now he has an opposing tooth with a filling that on the x-ray prior to the filling, it wasn't a big notch. Yeah. Now the filling is fairly deep, and he has huge nerves. I mean, huge nerves like a 12-year-old. And he's, you know, in his 30s. So I was like, well, probably an endo here. Yeah. So we, we do it, and he's shocked that it, that it feels better. But it was nice to look at the tooth yeah. behind that. The tooth behind that was worn down to, you know, like all huge. And I went back to the 2020 bite wing and I was like, oh, it's not heavily worn here, but look how, how much yeah. it's worn now. And he was like, yeah, that's, I go, that's in three years. You got to protect your teeth. Easy I, conversation I, now. I am with you. Those are, it's just, I've always just been in those things where like, Patients like my old X-rays are coming, like the secrets to national treasure and the correct. Go, well, they, they hang on to them. Can we just like take some new ones here? You can have I actually I actually don't think this is a bad business model. I do this for implant consults. There's one free thing we do in my practice. One free thing. We do a panoramic <laughs> x-ray and a chat about your care. So people come from this external mailer, uh, that which has been very successful for us. And it's just nice to say. I'm taking this panoramic x-ray. Let's look at your teeth together. So I'm not disputing you. I'm more just kind of commiserating about how many times I've opened up some bad x-rays and yeah. patients thinking they're going to be the secret to their dental success. Oh, yeah. Or or they're coming in with a problem. And I just had x-rays taken. Well, if you don't have your x-ray with you, I got to take a new x-ray. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you're jumping through hoops, calling, you're signing things. I can't get them. Listen, Tom, I'm going to need to take an x-ray. I'm not going to charge you for it, but I need to take yeah, it. And some yeah. people still can't mentally get over that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, also, still- their memory is terrible. They go, I just had x-rays. I get them. They're from 2017. Yeah, I go, it's, it's, exactly. it's 2023, yeah. sir. And you're sitting here with a tooth problem, and I'm the only yeah. person in this room that can help you. Yeah, right. Let's let's it's, listen to me for a second. Yeah, it's, a, it's <laughs> it, I totally, totally agree with you. Yeah, so so let's wrap things up. What would your advice be 
By the way, I do want to say this. Almost everybody I talk to that has done this says the exact same thing. I should have done this sooner. There's, I've not really had anybody saying, I really shouldn't have done this. So what would your advice be to, I'm a listener, I'm flirting with it, I'm thinking about it, I have a whole bunch of fears about doing this, what would your advice be to me? My advice would be to take a timeout, and you like basketball, and get some help from a professional about the finances of your practice. It could be an accountant, it could be a coach, and say, this year, this is what I spent, this is what I made, and how insurance impacted that financial plan for you. Then paint a picture, put in some sort of spreadsheet what it would be like with not being in network with these plans and look at it under a best case scenario, a medium case scenario, and a worst case scenario. I'll share something that our worst case scenario wasn't going to be us going out of business. So if your worst case scenario is going to be you going out of business, make sure you're prepared for what's going to happen. I marketed more. I spent more money on marketing prior to this to bring in the patients that I wanted to see, uh, which in our case is dental implant patients, but it could be aligner patients for you. It could be cosmetic patients. And then I think you just have to, you, you're, you're, there's never going to be a crystal ball to give you the, dentists always want a crystal ball, Sonny, but we don't like when our patients say that to us. Patients go, oh, when's my tooth going to hurt? I don't know. It depends, bah, 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 the weather. But for us, we go, I'll drop insurance if you tell me it's going to be okay. And all I can tell you is, Make a plan about your plan that focuses on your happiness, that focuses on your morale. If I had done it sooner, I would have more money. I would have more time with my family. I'd have less stress. So learn from people like me and make a good decision based on your circumstances with the help of professionals. So make a plan about your plan. I can help you in any way. I'll be glad to. And Sonny, it's really awesome that you produce this content for people to listen to. Thanks, brother. Now I gotta, I gotta go to John Wooden quote, man. You gotta, you get, those that fail to plan, plan to fail. I like that. Never goes wrong. All right, my good friend. I appreciate you all the time. So, thank you. And and everybody knows where to reach Paul. I mean, he's he's the Doctor Nacho. And if you're watching this, you can see the shirt. You can see the shirt, right? It's right yeah, there. Yeah, just yeah. go to dentalnachos.com. We'd love to connect with you. Yeah, and Dennis Job Connect. He does so many good things out there, especially with the dental student community. So thanks. I appreciate all the things that you've done. So thank you very much. Awesome, Sonny. Have a great Have rest a of the one. day. Thanks for listening to the Fee for Service Dentist Podcast. If you would like to share your fee-for-service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our fee-for-service dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit dentalfinancingdirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.